and we're on. It's on like hot butter popcorn. All right. We are good to go. Welcome to I See You, Sis. I'm your girl, Ashley Speaks of the Girl Code Collective. And we are back with another episode with our girl. Listen, if you're not new to this channel, you've seen this beautiful face before. You've heard this amazing voice before of wisdom. Okay. So we have Tiffany Lindsay with us from uh, Hands Heart Coaching, When Children Speaks, all these awesome things that she has going on and today. We are spotlighting and honoring our good sister. Okay. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to get started with this episode. So, Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Whew. It has been a day, God. So we just lay all of our cares, all of our concerns, all of our worries at your feet right now, God. We ask that your will be done in us and through us, oh God. I pray, Lord, that this episode, oh God, will reach uh, the hearts that it needs to reach, oh God, that the ears will be open, that the hearts will be unhardened, oh God, that the eyes will be able to see what you are doing in the midst of uh, so much chaos and confusion in the world, oh God. I thank you for choosing to use Tiffany, I, Tiffany and I in this capacity, oh God, to empower your people, oh God. So, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to gather together and to ultimately bring glory, honor, and praise to your name, Father. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, all right, all right. So let's get on into it. Oh, if you're not familiar, I see you just started at our Girl Code Collective conference where we honor <laughs> a, a amazing, dope woman in business and ministry with the first uh, ever award, actually. Uh, my aunt passed and she was the ultimate woman okay so i wanted a way to honor her so i started with i see you sis award but i wanted a way to honor women throughout the year like not just wait until we gather for the conference but throughout the year i wanted a way to spotlight highlight um showcase encourage honor women that are doing amazing things in business and ministry and life and that's why we are here with i see you sis episode so before we get into the questions, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Tiff? Yes, so I am, hello, Tiffany Lindsay, and I am from Houston, Texas, born and raised. And <laughs> What'd you say? I said H-Town. You know, I'm an honorary like H-Town person. You know. <laughs> but yes, but I've been... Working with children for over 10 years. I've worked in schools, preschools, charter schools, public schools. I've worked in special education. I've been an ABA therapist and I've worked at a homeless shelter. So I've dibbled and dabbled in many different things. And I'm just really passionate about children, being able to educate parents, being able to provide resources for the child as a whole, mentally, emotionally psychologically, physically, all of that. So, yeah. Yes, I love it. Like the authenticity of your passion, of your heart's work is what really, really just draws people in. It's what I really love about you is how you are relentless with trying to find ways, trying to find resources, trying to find solutions to problems that kids face because they can't advocate for themselves all the time. They need an advocate, right? And, and God sent Holy Spirit to be our advocate. So we, as adults, we have advocates, right? And if, you know, a child decides to choose Jesus, they have an advocate spiritually. Advocates in the, the earth realm, you know, in the physical realm that can speak on our behalf, that can 
um, help give language to some things that we don't even have the language for. And mm -hmm. as a child, it's difficult to even feel safe with sharing things or to feel that yeah. like I won't be chastised or ridiculed mm -hmm. or say this or I won't be ignored. Exactly. So mm -hmm. your passion and authenticity is mm -hmm. like, is rare, sis, because you have people out here who are even in the education industry mm -hmm. and they're not in it for the right reasons, right? Yeah. But when you have somebody yeah. that's in it with a pure heart, Mm -hmm. I feel like it, it could even be a little more frustrating because things don't change how they need to and mm -hmm. people are doing what they need to. And when you are genuinely trying to make things happen, it can be yeah. a little frustrating. So mm -hmm. I just commend you and honor you for the work that you do. So number right. one question, you welcome her. What do you think is the source of your passion? Ooh. Yeah, you know, like back in the day when I first started going to college, my, my major was going to be communication. So these questions, you know. <laughs> Listen, that oh my, I, I'm going to be honest. So we about to keep it real. All day. I am going to say it all started with God because you have to know me. And I wrote it in the Girl Code Manual whoop, whoop, where I didn't choose to work with children. I wanted to work with animals. I was going to be a vet technician, and that's what I was going to do, right? Come on, Dr. No, that is not what happened. And it's a long story short, God was leading me to find another job because just with where I was, I finally did get a job working with animals and everything like that, but I just didn't have any peace about it. And so God began to give me downloads and just give me directions and instructions on where I needed to be. So he was like, okay, go ahead and start looking for another job. Okay, cool. That's fine. You know, I'm not feeling at peace where I'm at. So I'm going to go ahead and let you like that. Oh, but, but I need you to look for another job and something you ain't going to go to school for. What? Listen. You, so it, it, it didn't make sense to me, but like the way that God works is amazing. I actually ended up getting fired from that job. But before then, I was going on interviews. I was being obedient. I was calling places. I was hitting the pavement. And okay. I kid you not, three days after I got fired, I was hired at my first job working with children. And I've been working with children ever since. So I'm going to say God because I didn't choose this life. Like this <laughs> shows me like it's oh my goodness. And Ashley knows like we've been rocking together for a good minute. And it's been times where I've been like, I don't want to do this. This is all kind of stuff, but like that God. That's that's all God. All God. Listen, it's the purpose moves for me. Yeah. It's the yeah. obedience. It's it's like um, even when because you know, even the word tells us like uh, man, like many are the plans in a man's heart or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like we yeah. have all these plans, we have all these ideas and ambitions and it doesn't make them bad, right? Mm -hmm. What I've learned is even the desires of our hearts, mm -hmm. even the things that are in us that we want to do, yeah. if we are in alignment with God and we walk in purpose, those things will still get done in, mm -hmm. in the way that God yeah. really wants to magnify and maximize it. So even if it's like, okay, I want to like help people. I want to 
you know, work with animals. I want to bring joy in this way. And God is like, okay, I got some other little critters for you to rock with. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, that's not what I thought this was going to be. But even walking in it, the the passion that comes from it, the the fire, the ideas, the the desire to help and see somebody go from what we say at the Girl Code Collective, Thri- uh, survival mode to thriving in purpose. Like you get to watch a child develop and grow and become. And so it's like, okay, I kind of got to do this because this is what I was created to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people miss the fact that it's not a happenstance. It's not an accident why we are here when we're here. Yeah. God had a reason he had a plan for it. <laughs> and it's like, if you're not going to do what he called you to do, then what's the point? <sighs> You're right. You're so right about that. Come so, on, obedience. So what's your greatest joy uh, that you get from working with children? Being able to see growth. And I I just had a session today and, you know, working just in general, you're going to have your highs and your lows. And we just all have different things that we're facing, like even children. But I'm also a big advocate for working alongside with parents. It's not like you hand me your child and I say, no, I'm in constant communication, giving weekly updates and everything like that. And I was telling a parent, I want to say about a week ago, how it's so important to celebrate every single win, every single progress, because if we're not careful, we'll miss the little things because we're so focused on oh well i wanted to see this i'm waiting on this to happen but not realizing that before you get to that there are so many other things that are taking place so being able to see the little wins being able to see a child that wasn't as confident now exerting their confidence being able to see a child that at one time they weren't opening up but now even though through their frustration they're not just shutting down like they did last time. They're opening up, maybe not completely, but it's still something compared to what they did before. So being able to see the little wins, being able to see the progress, that's what does it for me. Wow. Listen, you know, Lisa Nichols talks about uh, micro wins and macro wins and mm-hmm. how we need to celebrate all of them because they mm-hmm. all matter. And I feel like... Yeah. We feel like we have to wait for something big or major to happen in order to celebrate life. And one of my favorite movies is um, Eat, Pray, Love with Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. And it's the part where they're in the barbershop and the guy is like, you Americans, you don't know how to enjoy life. Like you, y'all don't know how to like live, basically. And he's like, you gotta wait until you see a commercial that says it's Miller time, take a break or something. And then, then you do it because you've seen it on a commercial. But you don't, you don't take the authority over your own life to not just exist, right? Yeah, exactly. So if that is the truth, we wait until there's a moment instead of understanding that each day is an is an opportunity to maximize the moment, right? Mm-hmm. So even teaching children that, and I feel like there's a lot of undoing and relearning that we have to do especially us as parents that are intentional about life like a whole lot that we got to fight through and work through on our own but then to get our children Mm -hmm. 
it's like yeah. double work all the time. Yeah, definitely. Your child, like, listen, you celebrate yourself. You mm -hmm. want to go and get ice cream because you got that A or you got that B plus or that C plus. Like, we go on to Baskin Robbins then. You know, like, mm -hmm. you don't have to wait until it's the end of the school year and then say, oh, we need to celebrate the school year. Like, no, we don't do that. So I think it's amazing that you've been teaching um, your clients, your students, and even the parents. Like, listen, every moment matters. Yeah. Even the the things that will seem minute or insignificant to your child matter. Like we have to pay attention to those things exactly. and give them the reassurance, the affirmation, the the confidence, the hype them yeah. up. You know, yeah. yeah. People hyping other people up on social media, but it's like, do you keep that same energy for your kids? Ooh. Do you keep that same energy for your mm -hmm. spouse? Do you keep that same energy for your cousin who's been trying to get their business off the ground forever and you have a profitable business and you won't even take the time to invest in them? Like, are we doing what we need to do for the people that is our first ministry, which is our family is our first yeah. ministry? Mm -hmm. I, just told, I told um my mom the other day because we had a, a meeting, like a leadership meeting, a leadership lab is what they call them at our church or whatever on Tuesday. Now, my son been in flag football for the past couple weeks on Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, if it started at six, I'm not going to make it because, you know, my kid got practice. Yeah. And I'm like, if it started at seven, I can come. I'll be late. I said, but one thing nobody will ever be able to say about me is that ministry came before my son. Exactly. exactly. Not doing, I don't want my son to grow up and resent God and resent church and resent mm -hmm the good work that God sent me to do because I had it out of order because I was worried about people pleasing more than I was worried about imparting mm -hmm. what I need. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That's a situation. I think we have to like examine and, and figure yeah. out what our priorities really are. And it, it may not even be ministry. It could be work. It could be yeah. we trying to hit deadlines for our boss or the manager. And it's like this ain't a family business. Why are you giving these people all this and mm -hmm. you can go out here tomorrow and they won't even better eye? Mm. Mm. But then people that you share forks with and cups with and bathrooms with, they're going to be there. Exactly. So mm -hmm. our investing our time it really matters. I'm off my soapbox. Okay. <laughs> what's one way I mean it's a perfect segue though because you listen what's one way parents can be more aware or alert if their child is struggling Ooh. and there are a lot of ways but yes there are <laughs> and it's like and I don't want you know anybody to overthink it but like be present be yeah. present in observing your children being present by communicating with your children, being present by not just talking to them, but also listening to them as well. Because a lot of times we'll miss things that, so I can put this into words, that may not have been easily missed, but sometimes we're so focused on other things and other people that we end up missing and it's like oh well how did i miss that and then realizing when we go back and think and then we're seeing all the red flags or we're seeing all the signs and we're like oh and it's sometimes that we're 
seeing things, but we're not taking the time to sit down and examine them. If we're just going and going and going, it's hard to take the time out for anything, including for ourselves as well. But especially when it comes to our children, like like you said, we I believe that as parents, we are our children's greatest advocate. And if we're not advocating for our own children, then who will? Right. Right. So. I think it's also imperative mm -hmm. to pay attention to what they aren't saying. Yes. Pay yes. attention to the nonverbals. Pay attention to yes. the, the sentences that start and then they're like, oh, never mind. No, no, no. Never mind. Never mind. Yes. No, no. We gonna pull that out. What you want to say? Exactly. I'm like, listen, uh-uh. Run it back. All the details. Who did what? Let me know. And it's sometimes it's not even about getting the information. It's just about having that open line of communication. So that yes, they know exactly. I'm gonna go to my parents because you got kids out here that's like I would never go to my parents. <laughs> But if you have that open line of communication with your child and it's like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to my parent because mm -hmm. they're going to see about the situation. They're going to see about me. And it doesn't even matter if I'm wrong in the situation because mm -hmm. my parent is still going to exactly. uh, advocate for me. And it's yeah. like even when you think about how children make mistakes, just like yeah. you make mistakes, and we think about yeah. Our relationship with God and Him being our Father, and how mm -hmm. we come back to Him every single time. And he's like, "It's okay. Come on, bring it in. I got you. Exactly. Don't even worry about it. You, you said you, you repenting. Oh, I don't even remember it. I'm casting this to see if you know what you're talking about. And for our children, like we have to be like the the prodigal son and and welcome our children home, even yeah. when they stray or they choose exactly. to do something else. And it's kind mm -hmm. of like being. I think in, in our community, uh, it's easier to cancel even your children. Mm. And cancel culture mm -hmm. isn't a new thing. Mm -hmm. It's just something that just got a hashtag. It's been around. There you go. Yeah. Because think about before our parents or our parents' parents, when you did something, oh, you're excommunicated from the family. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to deal with her no more. Oh, no. That cousin, mm -hmm. I won't talk to him no more. He ain't even a part of the family no more. And it's just like, but hey, what did they do? And yeah. yeah, who made you the judge and the jury? Because if you do something, you don't want us to, to forget about mm -hmm. it. And so I think definitely what you're saying about communication and the different levels of communication. It's not always verbal. Sometimes it's just snuggling on the couch with your kid watching. Mm -hmm. You don't always got to have these long Cosby show dialogues. Yeah. yeah. It could be mm -hmm. sitting and eating a snack together. Like yeah, there are ways to show up, and I think Instagram <laughs> and Facebook have a way of making it seem like we got to take our kids to Turks and Caicos or yeah. Disneyland every other weekend to show <laughs> that we're good parents. And it's like you're being good parent starts with your presence. Yeah, exactly. Somebody posted, okay. <laughs> being a good parent starts with your presence. That's it. Oh, oh, oh. Oh my goodness. Duh, Tiffany. So I um not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but I made a, a short, just a short clip that said, Your presence matters more than presence. Come on. Come you on. Can't, you can't, oh my goodness. Even though 
we as adults, we as parents, not everybody, but I'm just saying we just generalize it. Yeah. We'll try to buy things for our kids in the place of us actually being there. But when you think about it, and even us as adults, what do we remember? Do we really remember, oh, that time? Maybe maybe some of us, but do we really remember, oh, in 1997, I remember when I got this. No, we remember who was there, who showed up, and who was also consistent, and who also lacked that consistency. Yeah. That's what we remember. And I just, oh, it's like it's just so much competition and people are trying to show up this person and show up that person. And there's another thing is like, are you asking your child what it is that they want? Because you buy all this stuff and all they want, like you said, is a hug. All they want is that quality time. Do you know your child's love language? Because your love language may not even be your child's love language. That's good. That's good. The the I think even in like our parents' generation, it was easier to buy things because they didn't feel like they could stand up to their boss. They didn't feel like mm. they could take the days off. They didn't feel like they had an option, especially if you grew yeah. up with a parent. There ain't yeah. no nobody's gonna come and pay this rent. So I gotta work these jobs. I gotta work this overtime because if I don't do it, it's not gonna get done, right? Exactly. And then you have the single mom guilt or the single dad guilt or, you know, whoever was raised. And then it's like, I'm trying to do the best I can. So let me buy this video game to yeah. time so I can do what I need to do and everybody's content. But at some point, contentment becomes comfortability and there's no growth that's taking place. Come on. I'm going to, I'm going to cash out my self offering. Contentment turns into comfortability. Mm. Write that down. I'm going to need that for later. Mm, mm, mm. Dang. Yeah. Okay. That was good to me. Listen, if you're uh listening to the podcast, I really had to put that down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's transition and talk about blended families for a minute. Like we talk about this often <laughs> because I come from a blended family. And, and creating as well, but the dynamics, I feel like now it's kind of like expected. Before it was kind of like, mm, you don't tell nobody about your other siblings, but now mm -hmm. it's like we all together and it's happy, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you have any advice for people that are trying to blend? Ooh. Well, <laughs> I think my first thing I would say would be Give yourself grace. That's don't exactly try to force it. Don't try to yeah. rush it. Don't yeah. try. Don't do too much. Like yeah. it's not your job to mm -hmm. blame. That's God's job. If he he yeah. knew the components of the the family before you even knew he was gonna be a part of that family, mm -hmm. I would say to to pace your passion. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Definitely. I want to piggyback off of that. You. Have to give yourself grace. Yeah. The kids grace. The parent. You gotta give everybody grace because it's a transition. And if we already know that a lot of people struggle with change, imagine multiple people dealing with changes 
on top of changes at the same exact time. And then yeah. not only, you know, giving grace, but also trying to put yourself in other people's shoes and trying to get a feel from where they're coming from. Because sometimes we're so focused on our own perspectives and our own experiences that we don't think about other people's perspectives and their own experiences as well. And sometimes that alone can attribute to what we know or what we hear a lot about the drama, the baby mama drama, baby daddy drama and all that kind of stuff that can attribute to that because whew, it's so many layers. Yeah. And so many layers. A lot of it is, is healing though. For real, for real, like healing from, the relationship that didn't go through. I don't mean Ashley talked about it, healing from what could have been and what we initially wanted, healing from the part that we played, the part that we didn't play, healing from so many things, just remembering that it's a process and that also what works for you may not work for somebody else. And that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to do everything that this person does because there's so many factors to take in and just realizing that do the best you can and keep God at the center because listen, you cannot do this on your own. You can, I will repeat, you cannot do this on your own because at the end, the middle and the beginning of the day, who knows every single person, the best is God because he created them in the first place. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm telling you from experience. I'm telling you. I think one key thing you said was everybody is experiencing transition. Yeah. And some people also harp on how kids are so resilient. They can handle anything, they can bounce back, which is true to a certain degree. But at the same time, you can't negate the fact that they're going through some feelings and some changes and just because they're going along with it. They don't have a choice, number one. Exactly. And they may not know how to express or yeah. me and um, my son, we talk a lot about mm -hmm. a lot in detail mm -hmm. about a lot, as you know, like ain't no cut mm -hmm. cards in here because life ain't giving you no cut cards. So yeah. And so I think a lot of times we, we feel like we want to protect them or shelter them from certain things. But when we experience life with them, yeah, they learn how to navigate a little bit exactly. better. And it's not saying that they have to be grown or anything like that, or they have to be an adult or a grown folk business. It's like they have feelings too. Yeah. They have ideas too. They have <laughs> thoughts too. So it's kind of like even incorporating them in the transition, right? Exactly. Like, do you want to help make the lunches? Do you want to help me with dinner? Like, what can, what do you want to participate in? Yeah. So where can you plug into this new dynamic? Because mm -hmm. every role matters, no matter yeah. if the, the six month old to the, to the 13 year old, you, you're, <laughs> you mm -hmm. play a position. Yeah. And so, Understanding that the transition is multifaceted. Yeah. It's multidimensional. It and is. Everybody's processing of things and change is different. Yeah. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. Whew. This has been good to me. Listen. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> so, do you have any final encouragement or final words as we prepare to wrap up? 
<sighs> Final words. I would just say, you know, to parents, if you work with children, just be encouraged. I know we are living in interesting times. Very interesting. This pandemic has revealed things that have already been there. Mm -hmm. But because, you know, just going through life, we were distracted by so many things. But I think the pandemic has forced us all to sit down and see a lot for what it really was. And then even to see things that we never even knew were happening. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to encourage everybody to like as hard and as difficult as it has been to keep pushing forward, to keep even challenging yourself, whatever that looks like, whether that means personally, whether that means with your spouse, whether that means with your family, just to dig a little deeper, especially, you know, with me working with children, like ask your children, check in with your children because they've been affected by this pandemic as well. School exactly. being shut down to going to virtual learning to some places or I think majority of places are open now, but even still there's this social distancing between that having to wear a mask and, and different things like that. So making sure that as we're checking in with ourselves, which I hope we're all doing to also remember to check in with your kids as well, because they need it too. Facts. That's good. Listen. <laughs> Ooh, give yourself a little bit of grace, a little bit of encouragement. You gotta fill your cup so you can pour effectively. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Parents, as educators, as people, yeah, want to give, 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 give. Especially black women, we want to give our all. Yep, to everybody. Mm -hmm. And leave ourselves depleted, and that's not God's best. That's not God's plan. That's not how life is supposed to be. And I feel like a lot of us feel like we're in this cycle of just life is moving so fast. How can I catch up? How can I do this? How can I become that? How do I figure out this? I want to do all these things, but there's no time. And I feel like all this stuff is happening. But I also know that some of it is a trick of the enemy. Mm -hmm. Some of it is distraction. Some of it is to get you out of alignment of purpose. Because yeah. mm -hmm. you'll start to focus on you ever like start driving and you kind of like ease off the wheel and your car just start to drift a little bit. Like mm -hmm. that's what happens. We we ease up and we're trying to do so many things that we start yeah. to veer off our course. Yeah. And that's not how it's supposed to be. Now a lot of us gotta confront this pride and these mm -hmm. control issues that are in the mm -hmm. way. And then that even goes <laughs> back to the blended family situation. It's a lot of pride and control that's getting in the yeah. way of actual thing that matters, the kids. Yeah, exactly. We exactly. will save that for another chat. But <laughs> <laughs> there's so much that as women we need to start giving ourselves the grace, <laughs> the time, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the space to, yeah. to disrobe a little bit, to take off the cape and to face ourselves and to say, you know what? I've been everything to everybody but me. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. And so my prayer is that those watching this episode will know and give themselves permission yeah. to, to take a step back and reevaluate what is taking your time. 
what is getting most of you because if you're giving your best to everyone else mm. what you going to give yourself mm. ain't no ain't no group rate on judgment day when you stand before nope. there ain't going to be everybody up there with you it's just going to be you and him and mm. you got to out for the time that he allotted to you yeah. and you say but I had these kids that you gave me and I had this husband and I had this this mm. Nonprofit. I had this business. I had this ministry. And I had people say, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Did you tell any of these people about me? You know, it's it's crazy how people be having like full blown ministries and their kids don't even know the books of the Bible. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just a little out of order. But yeah, you know that's a whole another situation. <laughs> so before we close out, we always close out in prayer. We know that we're going to do that. But I want you to pray for children and families. Um, and then we'll close out in prayer and we will be done with this episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Father God, I just thank you for anybody who's watching, anybody who's going to watch, whether it's days from now, weeks from now, months from now, even years from now. God, I thank you. For them, I thank you, God, for covering them and for for you protecting them. I thank you, God, for their children. God, I thank you for protecting and covering their children as well. God, I thank you that you're continuing to just soften everybody's hearts, God, for whatever reason, however it is that it sees fit. God, I thank you, God, that you're continuing to open the ears, open the minds, open the hearts and open the souls and the spirits of parents and their children as well. God, I thank you, God for reconnections, God. I thank you, God, for newfound interests and similarities. And God, just for rekindling relationships, God, not only with parents to their children, but siblings to other siblings, and then also adult children to their parents as well. God, I thank you that you're continuing to just speak into the hearts of adults and children. I thank you, God, that you're giving them the tools and the resources that they need to do your work, God. I just thank you, God, that you're protecting them from the hand of the enemy, God. We know he is lurking. He don't care about no adults, and he sure don't care about children as well. Children are not off limits, God. So I thank you, God, that you're leading parents, that you're leading adults, those that are in the position to work with children, that have children in their lives, God, that they're taking the time to be able to stand in the gap for children, to be able to stand with children as well, because they're battling things as well. They're battling things with their mind. They're battling things emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually as well, God. So I thank you, God, that you're just stirring up things, God, that you're stirring things that have remained dormant, God, that you're stirring things that have been just sitting there and things that people haven't even known about or discovered about themselves. God, I just ask that you continue to lead us and guide us every single step of the way and that through it all that you will forever get the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you again for agreeing to chat with me and to be honored and showcased. I am so excited anytime we link up and do something and i um i just thank you for doing this i'm excited about that are going to be impacted of course so 
tell before I close out prayer, tell everybody where they can find you, follow you, website, all that good stuff. Okay. So my website is handtoheartcoaching.com. You can find me on Facebook as well as Instagram under Hand to Heart Coaching. It's all the same. Come on. All one word. No numbers. Yep. Easy to remember. <laughs> Hand to Heart Coaching. Hand to Heart Coaching. Bet, bet, bet. All right. Well, I'm going to pray and then uh, we will get out of y'all way. Thank y'all for tuning in uh, to this episode. Be sure to find us at girlcodecollective.com, at the Girl Code Collective on Instagram, and Girl Code Collective on Facebook. Father God, we thank you for what our eyes have seen, what our ears have heard, and for what has been imparted and implanted into our hearts tonight, God. We thank you, Father God, for this this time where we can just be authentic and transparent, God. I thank you, Lord, for those that are listening, those that are watching, oh God, for those that will be um, propelled to to make a change, God, and uh, to make a shift and not be afraid of it, but to lean in even more, God. Thank you, Father God, for giving us boldness and courage uh, to move forward in purpose, oh God. I thank you, Father, for uh, children who are feeling alone right now, those that may be in detention centers or foster care, those that are out of sight and out of mind, oh God. I pray, oh Lord, that you will touch their hearts, oh God, and know, let them know that they are not alone. They're not far from you, Father. Father God, I pray that um, this episode will reach who it needs to reach at the appointed time, God. And we give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Remember to your potential and thrive in your purpose. I'm your girl, Ashley Speaks. That's Tiffany, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.